And a very good evening, everybody, and welcome to yet another of our Spiritual Insight Evenings. Great pleasure to introduce Lewis Powell to you this evening. Lewis is coming to us from Liverpool. And Lewis is the uh, CEO of the Inner Guru uh, Foundation and Society within Liverpool, amongst his many titles. I was going through your website, Survey Lewis, and I loved your statement. And that, <clears throat> that is, the Inner Guru is a community centre focused on holistic treatment and spiritual connection. We focus on healing created to assist people on their journey and to find their true selves and to raise consciousness and build communities of trust. I think that is beautiful. So, Lewis, good evening, sir, and a very warm welcome to you. Good evening. Thank you for inviting me on. Absolute pleasure. Uh, amongst your many uh, talents there, you are a neo-shaman. Now, that would be a phrase a lot of us are, have heard of, but not really have a great understanding. So if you could expand just a wee bit on that, on that title, and how that came about, that would be wonderful, please. Yeah, well, to be honest, I don't usually like to label myself with a title, um, but... I was asked a lot, what is it, what, what are you, what do you do, what's, you know, and I was like, oh, well, I know that the the term shaman, um, there's a lot of a lot of stigma around that and a lot of um, misunderstanding, really, because um, the word shaman comes from Siberian um, spiritual um, leaders and, and healers, and, you know, that's not my lineage, it's not where I, um, I'm, the, I'm not a descendant of any of the family or, or um ancestors in in that lineage um <clears throat> and i'm also not initiated into any particular tribe um i'm spirit initiated into the work that i do um and i'll explain to you how um i mean the why i've chosen the term neo shaman is because um the word neo shaman translates to not being um tied down to any specific dogma or or tradition um i am just working shamanically um i am um guided by spirit by what it is that i do and i've been through a series of very intense trials um and situations that have given me the experience and the tools that i need to fulfill the role that i am in wonderful 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 you mentioned earlier before we went live on air that you went to the Amazon and yeah. travelled a lot to learn more about this. Yes, <clears throat> yeah, that's right. So I um I started off on my journey of um well the the, the I'm not going to go into the whole life story, but my journey into to shamanism, so to speak, um was around um 2012 when i was very called and drawn towards plants um i felt a real good connection with plants especially especially psychedelic plants now i went to the amazon to find a teacher um a, sh a shaman of a tribe that would teach me how to fulfill this calling that i had you know to to be a, a healer and i went to 
um a place and i met um some shaman to uh, an elderly um lady an elderly man that that were apparently been doing it since they were very young and i felt called to go there i felt the spirit was guiding me you know to this place but it turns out that these people were more like into um sorcery and witchcraft and spells and voodoo that kind of like energy and i was going up through a number of um experiences with them you know like real like um consciousness expanding psychedelic medicine that comes from plants um namely ayahuasca uh, amongst some other plants um and you know i had a horrific experience spiritually my you know i had a near uh, a near-death experience where i was you know i had you know visions of real darkness and the end of the world and a lot of fear and things like that and it was like literally like i was dying i went through like these experiences like relentlessly over the period of time that i was there and i just had like this knowing that that i was kind of meant to go through that um even though at the time i was very confused and i was like going through a lot of you know i was quite traumatized by that and i was quite fragmented um, but it was through these experiences, especially when I came back home, that blew my awareness open to things that blew my doors of perception off. So I was able to then converse with with spirits. And and uh, at the time, you probably see that as um, uh, psychotic episodes or, or schizophrenia. But I was um, fractured mentally so then i was i was being but there was also guidance there There there's a lot of confusion but there was also some guidance there from spirits that were teaching me and the plants as well were teaching me and um it was it was a difficult process because it was having to get the mind the ego out the way while all this was happening but i was shown um some well all of the healing abilities and gifts that i that i use today so and that's kind of my journey um in a nutshell (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no absolutely fascinating i i get that as well i do i've not experienced that myself but i you do find with a lot of practitioners they have that crisis point mm. where everything just sort of like it's it's so tenuous it could have fallen apart or it yeah. doesn't and i i hand on heart i believe that with spirit guidance you yeah. never push to that point where it will fall apart you are yeah. pushed to that point to to learn something yeah. always or always that's the that's the beauty of the you know the experiences that i went through you could call it a dark night of the soul but like i was like you know my ego was absolutely terrified i was ter- i was terrified um but there was still always this like little voice like even though it was like like all this chaos was going on like in my life as well after coming back from the amazon like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a pleasant experience whatsoever. But there was this um, real small, like there was a real small voice that was guiding me, and it was so small. But I followed that, I, that trust and that faith grew. And the more that I was able to trust that, the more the le- the confusion and the and the chaos was 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 getting less, and that voice was getting stronger. Um, so. This, that's kind of like the ethos behind creating this center was that I, throughout this journey of chaos, I found my inner teacher, uh, yeah. the inner guru. And that's where, we, you know, um, what I, you know, out of that experience, what I want to bring into the world is like helping people to find that 
inner knowing which is connected with spirit that that trusts and has complete faith wonderful absolutely wonderful because you're based there actually in liverpool so I, I yes would, I, I don't know liverpool i know manchester yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've spent yeah. many a night in Manchester, uh, but I don't know Liverpool. But I would imagine, like any inner city areas, you you, you are going to have challenges and yeah. situations that are, are specific to that energy yeah. and vibration yeah. that you work within. Yes, and uh, my gist, my understanding here from what you're just saying is that was giving you the strength to be able to come back and actually say, you know, if you put me in now running your centre, I would probably fold within a week because it's not of my energy. There's no yeah. disrespect whatsoever. Different people, different courses. Yeah. But yeah, you went through that and then you came back and turned that into something not only beautiful, but something that actually really reaches out and helps yeah. Uh, within spiritualism, our main yeah. ethos is healing. Yes. Um, so, you know, I can relate totally there where you're bringing people on the healing route and that community as well, because I've just seen through your advertising there, you have um, meant well in times when we are fully open. You have many classes, but there's a lot of your classes are aimed specifically at the youngsters and at children to give yeah. them that space, you know, better than being there than somewhere else, being not guided. So yeah. absolutely beautiful. Well done for creating that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we're actually, um, we're actually um, start, we've created a new a program and we're in the process of, of um of setting up um, a crowdfunder to get, because um, um, there's another floor in this centre where we want to focus, where we want to have it um, solely focused on uh, young young people, especially young men, um, yeah. to help to help them to guide them on the you know on their path before they get led astray. Especially in this area, it's like you know there's a lot of crime and things like that, and, and you know drug use and you know and to I think to catch people early before they you know. You know go on to the, the the wrong path i think that that's like to get people when they're like you know coming from teenage years into their early 20s is like a really great time to get people on the on the track and on you know on the path of finding themselves wonderful ah that is great please when we finish tonight put the link to that crowdfunding page onto the comments for here for anybody that so wishes to donate but that is such a brilliant cool that really is because that ounce of intervention you don't know what you're stopping later on in life you exactly. really don't uh I, I remember from my formative years i was lucky that i was around people who guided me different places but i also had people in my life who succumbed to gambling to drink mm. to drugs to yeah. a, a lot of different things and my personal feelings were I'm, I'm glad I had those people in my life because they showed me what is possible. Yeah. And it, it was up to me to decide. And thankfully, uh, I took this path. But, yeah, that that is such a worthy cause. Well done. Well done on you. Thank you. I believe I understand that previous to all that you were a DJ, yes? Or you still yes. are a DJ? Yes, still am. Still am. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm writing you off yet, Louis. I, no, I, <laughs> yeah, it's my hot, it's my passion I, it's, it's something that, that you know my that tapping into that creative element in myself is just what it, you know any spare time that i have i'm um i'm like yeah 
DJ and like making producing tunes. <laughs> That's what I really enjoy doing. <laughs> but, yeah. but music is a great communication tool. If you can bring a yeah. great energy into yeah. a room just by playing music and yeah. certain types of music and just bring that energy in. That's yeah. absolutely wonderful. Yeah. It's a life, lifetime hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done. Well done, you. Um, you also uh, founded the Cambo Practitioner Alliance. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's something people, again, have heard of, but not. And I, I, I will be honest, it is one of those things, depending on which articles you look at, some extol the virtues and others demonize it totally. So could you just give us a little bit on that, please? Sir? Yeah. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> I mean, I'll explain what Cambo is first of all. So, um, Cambo is uh, an Amazonian medicine that comes from uh, a tree frog. Now, just before we go any further, I just want you to know that everybody to know that. Um, by the way, these frogs aren't harmed in any way when the um, when the medicine's harvested from them. It's just the wax off their back, not the legs, and it's scraped off onto sticks. And it's been done by a number of different tribes from all over the Amazon base, uh, the, or the upper part of the Amazon basin, for centuries. Uh, it's it's in deeply ingrained in their culture, and this wonderful medicine, sometimes which is mis, uh, <clears throat> sometimes is misunderstood as a uh a poison or a venom it's not actually like frog venom like there are venomous frogs in the amazon poisonous frogs this isn't a poisonous frog actually it contains um many peptides and alkaloids which are essentially like uh, just short chains of amino acids that they are all have like a specific function in the body so they're kind of like medic they have medicinal properties to them um, and there's actually been over 40 years worth of research into these different peptides that come from this uh, frog secretion. It's really interesting, actually, because the scientist that dedicated his life to research these peptides from amphibians was um, the pioneer of neuroscience in the last century, Vittorio Erspomar, who actually discovered serotonin. So he's actually the, the so you know for someone that with that caliber of, of um, state you know that status um, to dedicate his life research to um, frog peptides uh, it's you know it, it goes to show that you know that it's it's definitely something there's definitely something in it but the way that the combo's used is it is applied to the skin via some small burns in the skin there's like little points and what happens is it, it detoxifies the body the mind and the spirit and that's what it's been used for for a long long time and i it was, it was a massive part of my journey it helped to give me a lot of clarity in my life um it works in such a wonderful and magic way even though the process itself is quite difficult because it involves purging now yeah. what i learned on my journey into shamanism especially amazonian shamanism is that um that the majority of the medicine the medicine that they work with is about purging out the things that are causing the problem whereas our conventional kind of medicine is trying to like take a pill to you know kind of suppress something or um that's kind of like the approach whereas the shamanic approach in amazonium is to get to the the roots of a problem and to to purge it to, to let it go and that's what this medicine combo does is it gets into our 
the roots of our being and it and it helps us to expel any kind of negative energies that might be causing us problems um so it was a big part of my journey and i actually um studied it and and learned how to administer it and i'd been doing that since um 2015 and then i worked with an association of practitioners that started off um um just as a as a, a way that people could share um, their knowledge and information and um, that turned into a worldwide um, association and um, it kind of yeah it kind of got really big quite quick and it and I kind of didn't feel there was there was there was there wasn't like full alignment there with with the way that the that association was going so um, two and a half years ago I decided to set up my own association uh, based in the UK but now I'm actually getting some practitioners that are coming from Bali and even got someone coming over from Ireland and it's kind of spreading now. So we're getting like, this is just like a new association that is just where people can, uh, sorry, Cambo practitioners can share information and, and knowledge about, um, uh, about their treatments and, and yeah, about the, the medicine itself. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of the Western medicine is just treating like the symptoms, but not the root cause. And of course, yeah. then you've got big farmer involved that yeah. actually quite happy if you, you know, keep taking our pill to suppress whatever's yeah. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> without being uh, yeah. rude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. It's not. It's not about healing. I mean, Western medicine isn't about healing. It's not even really a talk about thing, is it? Really healing. Yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah, that's what true. that's what we do <clears throat> it, in um i'm very pleased to say that actually in the medical field there is more and more uh people opening up to the idea and trying to gain some sort of understanding which is very encouraging yeah we had a chap come to the church quite a lot an indian gentleman really nice pleasant guy and he was a doctor linked to our local cancer center so i was talking to him because i just <coughs> talked to people all the time <laughs> and i said so what was the attraction why why spiritualist church he said i'm really interested in the healing and he said and i'm just trying to understand we have two wards one is green and one is blue and he said the people on the blue ward recover quicker than the people on the green ward and i'm trying to find if there's a link and i thought how wonderful how wonderful uh, is that that somebody is noticing these things and going that's good so, why is this working you know yeah. more power to your elbow sir yeah got a few questions coming in here lovely right. sue townsend <clears throat> so she's asking uh, about the iosco do yeah. you feel can you read that all right on your screen now or do you I need can. to pull it out? I can. Visionary art appears similar when people are, do you feel that using this particular plant? Um yes, <clears throat> it, it does, and it's quite interesting actually that um do you want me to read this question out or can no that's can fine, people can okay. see that. <clears throat> so um yes, a lot of people do see similar images. Um, when it comes to ayahuasca um and yeah i mean it's interesting because when i worked with the shipibo tribe there's like this um sort of um there's this like crisscross print 
they 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 they, they um, sew into all of their fabric, and only when I've sat and drank with the I with the Shipibo tribe do I see this imagery. Right. Which is in, which is which is quite which was quite interesting, um, um, but actually when I work with the medicine, um, I don't get that. Which is which, so it, I think that a lot of it comes down to um, culture as well, like the people that are working with the medicine and the the, the beings that they're connected with, the people that are holding the um, the space. I think that that has a big impact on it. But it's interesting because sometimes see, people see like. Uh, Egyptian kind of imagery, or like Aztec imagery, or or just jungle like plants and spirits like that. So yeah, people can see all kinds of different things. How interesting! Um, yeah, my little take on uh, that is this time, this last year, I have been absolutely amazed at the global consciousness. You know, we're hearing the same sort of words being said right around the world. These thoughts are being picked up on. And it has happened mm. so many times now that you can't disregard it, that we yeah. are, all right, we are watching you tonight on the magic of internet, but we are linked in on a much deeper level with everybody. And that should be a good lesson at this time, yeah. that we are connected. Yeah, it's amazing, actually, because... Like I used to do more one-on-one -on -one work with people, but since this, um, since the, the you know the, the lockdown, I've been I've been like tapping into um, my ability of doing things distant in a distant, and I can I, now I can do like shamanic work, like soul retrieval, etc., from a distance, just as effective as I can when it's um, when I'm with someone, like it, exactly the same. Um, I do prefer, obviously, to have that one-to-one -one contact, but it, it's it's broadened my horizons a little bit when it comes to to doing healing work for people. Very much, very much. Yeah. It has taught, you know, we we needed all spiritual practices yeah. have benefited yeah. at this time from having that shove of that you've got to do it this way. Yeah. Whereas before, you know, if I'd said in 2019, right, we're going to do distant healing over the internet, people are going, well, that's going to work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's a shame. I haven't figured out how to do combo through the internet yet. That was <laughs> maybe there might be some, maybe there might be some technology that gets uh, invented soon. Well, know. Zoom seems to be the answer to most people's prayers. So I'd, I'd yeah. start off with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, lovely Fiona, absolutely lovely. So she's a a fellow Liverpudlian, a liver bird, oh. definitely. I've had a Oh yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's great that scientists are looking into it, but the 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 mind of the scientists. I just think that they're just a little bit um prem. <laughs> When it, it feels crazy to say this, but I feel like that that scientists are a little bit Im immature spiritually to like understand um, understand the 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 deeper level of it. Um, yeah, I just think that the way that scientists are um, taught that I think that it would be very difficult for them to understand the deeper levels of the plant medicine and, and the spiritual realm. It's interesting. I think it's great that they're doing it, but at the same time, I don't. I don't know if it can be. I don't trust it to be held 
in a clinical way. I don't think that that there has to be a bridge between like um, experienced space holders and the science. Because I understand that there's a lot of science happening. And I find it really interesting that there's doing research on psilocybin mushrooms now, which is great. And the fact that they can do that in a clinical setting. But when it comes to things like ayahuasca, um, it really does need to be, it's, it's guided by the, um, the, the facilitator of the space, the experience. And sometimes things can come up and it's important that, that we're able to, to, um, to deal with these energies that come up in people. And I think that, the, the problem is that that's that I find I think it'll be hard for scientists to be able to to grasp that that doing this work with especially plants like ayahuasca would need um a facility that understands energy on that level to be able to assist in that so I I, I hope that one day that that they will be able to incorporate you know healers so to speak um in any kind of um you know work when it comes to um plant medicine and science together yeah i i really get that the scientific mind is very analytical yeah. and thereby creates structure <laughs> yeah but it's when you're working yeah when you're working with spirit you know structures out the window it's oh, sort of like completely. okay what am i going to be today you know yeah. and go through it like that yeah it so, wouldn't work in my opinion like to, like <laughs> i mean when i'm you know if i'm facilitating um um you know plant medicine doing plant medicine work i i have you know ego and and my rational thought has to go completely out the window because we're dealing with spirit and energy and that's sort of something that science hasn't kind of got a grasp on yet yeah so, and maybe one day yeah yeah well it's, it's people like yourself there that are going out there and working in these fields and promoting mm -hmm. it uh and bringing it into the mainstream that this is where the advances will be made because if people don't share the information and the knowledge that people like yourself have got, nobody's ever going to hear of it. And mm. you know, it's one of the goals and projects of these Saturday night programs is to bring in that greater mm. awareness to people to make your own minds up. Yeah. So there's a nice little follow up there from Fiona. And she, you are a hypnotherapist as well as a spiritual healer, if I'm correct, Fiona. <clears throat> and she's working in a hospice there where all types uh, of healing are coming in. Oh, uh, that's beautiful. I think that's that's that is really beautiful. In fact, I actually um, I've had a few clients that I've actually took through to the end their end of life. You know, with 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 um, some of the work that I do, and and it's you know, and it's had a real positive impact on them um and yeah i think that that's beautiful i mean and this do you know what i found that so many more um older people now are uh, you know, like like i i know a couple of of like um you know people in the in the pensioners age who are who are working with plant medicines and things like that now and i think it's great i think that to be able to work with people who are coming to the end of life is so 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 special um especially yeah I, I think that's just amazing yeah yeah, yeah. really we've got two parts of our life haven't we we've got the inception the start of our life and the end of this life are two yeah. really <laughs> crucial areas where the right work and the right energy coming in and the right facilitators like yourself yeah. can make so much difference yeah you know, I, 
Sorry. No, no, I, was gonna, I was going to say that I, I actually, I had a client who I actually um, were, stayed with right until her end, end of life. And, and um, you know, even in the ho- even in um, the hospice that she was in, I um, sat with her until until like the you know the days up to her last breaths, and the energy that was in that space was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, like you know, s- s- really you know, sad but not sad, like in a like in a negative way, but like I really felt like angelic presence in that space before she was part and and like me being there and sensing that and 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 you know communicating that with her family was 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 like a beautiful experience i know this and it's something in our society that we don't you know it's it's we're not we don't see it as that do we and i think that i mean i i feel personally that that a lot some of the biggest problems in our society is this fear of dying as well it's like that it's a it's a core fear that like kind of drives all the other fears. And I think that when we're doing healing work for people towards the end of their life, I think that that's just really, really special and really important. Well said, well said. I've been in that space as well that you talked about and you are a hundred percent right. It is an angelic presence just comes in. It's awesome. And it's a real privilege just to be there at that time. It is, yeah. Uh, Jan Paul has picked up on something, going back to Cambo. Uh, I think <coughs> that probably the energy of this is not suitable for most. Because... Uh, I wouldn't say not suitable for most. I'd say <laughs> not suitable for some people, of course. Yeah. You know, there's obviously people that are contraindicated and, you know, uh, yeah, it's not for everybody, that's for sure. But um, uh, I would say that it was suitable for most. Yeah, not not everybody. (laughs) (laughs) The actual purging process can be quite um, spectacular. I understand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For about twenty to forty minutes, it can be, you know, you know, quite horrific for some people. Really, when they're going through it. But afterwards, like, it's very rare that I'll get someone that has a camera treatment, and afterwards they say, "I'm I'm not doing that again." Yeah, most people, yeah, most people, come, would, would, most people would actually come come back at some point as well. They find that they get a lot from it, a lot, especially when it comes to depression, anxiety, things like that. It's almost like a like a reset. If that's what it feels like for me. And a lot of people, other, like a lot of other people, um, claim that that they feel like there has been some kind of reset gone on in their mind and in themselves, in themselves, like like it's a new new page. How life. interesting! Yeah, I find okay. that where people are stuck in a rut. <clears throat> Have you heard that term "stuck in a rut"? Yeah, yeah. It helps to kind of like step away from that and like make new decisions. It kind of like enables us to create new pathways in our mind and new, yeah, new habits, new yeah, forming new ways of thinking. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's that understanding as well. Going back to just something you said there about uh, with depression and anxiety, you know, and how much, how many of these conditions are the symptoms of a deeper underlying negative energy loop or influence yeah, or whatever exactly. you feel comfortable with in your terminology. Yeah. Uh, but again, are, and are these symptoms of something deeper that will only work by that expunging, that physical, yeah. 
uh, totem to purifying the body. Mm. I really, I really don't. I really don't like to like these labels when it comes to like depression, anxiety, things like that. I don't like that label because the problem is, is that when we say I am this, I have this, like you are identifying with that as if that's a part of you. Now, um, it's like when, you know, this like placebo effect, when we believe that we're taking something and then, and then we get better from it, you know, even if what we're taking is doesn't have any kind of, you know, active ingredient in it. There's a lot of power to that. Uh, and there's also a, a lot of powers to the, to them two words. I am, or I have, um that's why i don't really like you know if somebody says they have depression or anxiety and things like that like, like you say it's a, it's a symptom of something else it's not like i don't like the labels that, that that people get um stuck with because there is from my experience there's always something underneath that that um has kind of manifested into um um something like anxiety or depression yeah, yeah, I, I really, really go along with that. I think yeah. that the the inner strength, my my own personal experience was that was in 2000, I had cancer. And one day my two brothers turned up and I thought, why are you here? And they said, oh, we just come to see you. And I'm like, well, you live in the Canaries and I haven't spoken to you for 16 years. So you're going to have to do better than that. <laughs> and they said... Well, we were told by the hospital that you know if they if you want if we want to see you we best come now and i was that was a real turning point for me that was mm. my sort of like expunging because i went oh no oh no 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 i am not ready yet i will be out yeah. of here by christmas and i got released on christmas eve but that was that switch yeah. because i was in that environment you know i have cancer i have yeah. cancer i and yeah. that was causing a lot of the hanging by yeah. that yeah and the best thing for you to say to yourself if you're not feeling well is i am healing mm -hmm. nice tip thank you <laughs> because the you know our body responds to to the beliefs that we have i mean we can make ourselves ill by our beliefs we can literally yeah. make ourselves ill like i've i've seen it before like I've seen it, but even with myself, I was I was doing it. I remember I, I had chronic health problems personally. Um, I had like a ulcerative colitis, and um, I had a hiatus hernia and like IBS symptoms and all of these different problems. And and I realised throughout the the self work that I'd done on myself that a lot of it was linked to guilt. Now, when I first discovered this, I was like, "What am I guilty for?" I was like, I couldn't even think what I felt guilty for. I thought, "What the hell? I feel guilty about everything." Everything I do, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. And anyway, what I realized was that I was on all of these different supplements and pills. I was on medication for years. And and that whenever <clears throat> whenever I would like stop taking something that was like in my like um regime of um different supplements and pills, then I would get the symptoms back again. It was like as soon as I would break that, because I would beat myself up, I'd be telling myself that I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad because I've not stuck to this diet or, and, and I, I even remember having a childhood memory. So I, I went back into like, a, this was with a plant medicine actually and that, that, that was shown all of these things. And then I went back to an age where I was a child and I remember being like 
force-fed scrambled egg by it. I was in a nursery and like they were feeding at me and I was like, I didn't want to eat it. And if I didn't eat it, I would be punished and I'd be made to sit and face the wall. And like that trauma like stayed with me my entire life. And then whenever I would do something that wasn't right, especially in regards to food, then I would punish myself for it. But that's what caused all of this discomfort in my stomach. So I decided when I realized that I threw all of my pills and supplements and all of the diets that I was on, I got rid of it all. And then I just decided from that moment, I'm going to eat and I'm going to do whatever I want. And I'm not going to feel guilty for it. And you know what? Since then, I healed all of my health problems. Brilliant. Brilliant. So it just goes to show how powerful our mind <clears throat> is at creating illness, but also how powerful our mind is at healing ourselves. Yes. Yes, because everything in the universe is about balance. So, yeah. yes, your mind can make you ill, but yeah. on conversely, can it can heal. also heal as well. Yeah. And that's yeah. very interesting as well because that links in with another topic that's been on the worldwide psychic web. And a lot of people are looking at things called shadow work yeah. And very much what you've just described, going back to that root cause, back to yeah. those nursery days and understanding, you know, because the biggest part of fear is we don't understand it. Yeah. We don't understand it. It's uh, I, I, I'm going to wear on caution here and run away. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, getting doing that shadow work yeah. goes into the part of yeah. your persona that you don't display, the part that you keep hidden and sort of like looking and going, why do I keep this hidden? And what's the root of yeah. it? And getting back and back and back. So yeah, exactly. clarity. Cl clarity is the is the biggest tool in shamanism to do any kind of like healing. Is clarity. You have to have clarity. Um, the thing is, the way that I see clarity is clarity is like a sterile environment for things to heal. Like when we're in the space of clarity, we're in a space of truth. And then when we're in that space of truth, any kind of illusions that are causing these these uh you know this distortion or this like confusion within our mind when we're in that state of clarity it can't, can't exist anymore um so it's actually truth that heals things and it's the actual when we realize the truth behind things then they no longer have to stay there because a lot of the time the illusions that we tell ourselves is that that oh i deserve to feel this way or i'm not good enough or or whatever it is that we've kind of been programmed into us from a young age but once we get that clarity and we see the truth behind it then it evaporates because that's what the shadow is the shadow is un is all illusion but the reason that it's affecting us is because we believe it to be true yeah yeah and the minute the minute we have that clarity on it it, it doesn't it, it we can heal it then and it, it doesn't exist totally get that uh, yeah thank you that is a brilliant explanation and it is so true, isn't it? Because our fit, you know, it's like if we've got to have a difficult conversation with somebody, yeah. you know, we we spend all that time looking at all the negative side, and by the time it comes to that conversation, you know, we've built it, and all our defences are up. You know, we're not open yeah. to listen or debate or discuss. It's just sort of like we're going to go charging in on the attack because if I don't do that, they're going to say this or they're going to do that. Whereas actually, if you just approach it in truth and just say. Do you know what we need to talk? We've got an issue yeah. here, and how do we resolve it? How yeah. brilliant! Thank yeah, well, truth. I think that truth, truth is is the way that we can awaken humanity into you know a, a new a new world. Like we have to just be in truth all of the time. It's it's the illusion that's that's causing the problems in the world.
yeah it's that falseness it's that you know that that yeah i mean living inauthentically i think that we should always be truthful even though the truth hurts it's better like i think that it's better for us to go through periods of of um you know questioning our <laughs> the whole life's you know in belief yeah. systems uh than living a life and going to the end of it in living a lie yeah you know, no, truth, no. Will, truth will always set you free. It might not always be easy to accept the truth or digest the truth, but it will always set you free. Very, very, uh, so true. One of uh, my passions and very close to my heart is the state of the environment. And that is one of the biggest, to me, one of the biggest victims of not facing up to the truth. You know, we, yeah. we've got so many warnings. Yeah. Uh, we've had so much information, yet we don't face up to that truth and just go, hang on, yeah, this is destroying our environment, so we need to yeah. stop it because that is yeah. the truth. Yeah, I don't, think, sorry, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think that the best way... <clears throat> I was reading today an article about um, about they're going to try and mimic a volcano eruption to dim the sun. I was yeah. like... I've, that's just not the answer. It's like trying to put a, it's like trying to put a plaster on a bullet wound, isn't it? It's like, you know, you, you, you don't, you know, you have to take the bullet out of the gun. You can't like, <laughs> you can't. let's be honest. Was... After 20, after 2020, you know, 2021 is the year that we're going to switch the sun off. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, well. I, 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 when I read it, I was like, what is what what is going on? What what on earth is going on? That's just ridiculous. But there's actual there is scientists that are actually looking into doing this. And it is absolutely balmy. There's like you know, we can just why don't we just, you know, stop fossil fuel? You know, there's so many things that we can do. Indeed. Indeed. And <laughs> it's it's just getting that empowerment out to people yeah. as well, because the most commonest thing when you talk about subjects, you know, is, well, what can I do? Well, you can do everything within your power. You yeah. know, if you approach things like that, you don't approach it as a victim, approach it as the uh, the aggressor yeah. in a way. And yeah. go, okay, what is in my power? You know, can I go yeah. in the supermarkets and say, no, I'm not buying this? You know, if everybody yeah. stopped buying a product, you know what, that product wouldn't be yeah. there. Exactly. It's interesting that you use that term victim as well because there's a, there's like there's a consciousness of vic of being a victim, and the problem is that when we are in that consciousness of being a victim, that means that in our reality there must be a perpetrator. Uh, when we're a victim to something, there's always someone else to blame, <clears throat> and I think that that's not empowering to be in that state. I think that it's important for us to realize that no, we're not victims when we choose not to be victims. We can be empowerers. Yeah, uh, and that is truly being reflected in our society at the moment with all this divisionalism that's going yeah. on. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. That I mean, like, it's just yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. But the the thing is with this, like the the victim mentality, is that. Yeah, you know, fair enough. It might have been a situation at one point in your life where you were a victim to something that happened, but but it's something that we don't need to carry with us, you know, into into the present. I think like that, um, you know, there's always that like there's a lot of blame, isn't there? I feel that that's I feel like in society there's always seems to be this like pointing the finger, kind of like back and forth blame going on. <laughs> <clears throat> it's trying to shift that responsibility, isn't it? Yeah. 
you know, yes, is, is if I can blame somebody, then it's not my fault. Yeah. Uh, so it is that conscious trying or unconscious, yeah, trying to shift the onus from ourselves to someone else. It just creates division, doesn't it? More and more, yeah. more and more division. Yeah. Right. Another question. Jan is going back to the Cambo, uh, and she's just oh, asking, yeah. well, you know, a rough idea of the percentage that I helped. 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 I helped by broad. the Cambo therapy. Oh, uh, helped. I would say, I would say everybody that takes it's helped yeah. in one way, on one way or another. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, Jan. Yeah, everybody's helped one way or another. But obviously, it's, it's, the percentage is quite hard to. to you yeah, know. <laughs> I would say, I would say, I would say, on some level, um, everybody's helped in one way or another. Yeah. But it is very uh, important to point out that this is a substance that is to be used by practitioners who yeah. understand it. Because it's, as 100%. you said earlier, it's not just a substance. You're the facilitator for that yes. whole spiritual, physical exactly. experience. It's yeah, it's a, pro it's a process. Yeah, it's a so, process that needs to be held safely by someone that knows what they're doing. Definitely. Yeah. It's not something to be messed around with. I wouldn't take it lightly. So please, everybody, don't rush on to Amazon no. now. <laughs> yeah. No, please don't. Trying do to buy a tree frog. No. <laughs> uh, Fiona's back. Oh, she's loving you. Yeah, fellow Liverpudlian, that's it. She's right in there. And this is going back to, we were talking about... Um, you know, this when we're talking about doctors and professors, absolutely beautiful what work they do, but because of that rigid structure, mm. you know, that conveys also to the way they interact with people. So, there's a growing percentage of people are practicing what they're calling soul midwives. And that is, again, linking in with that energy of end-of-life care to say yeah. to people, do you know what? It's all right to let go. Yeah. I'm putting it very simply. Yeah. yeah. But they are enabling, again, and facilitating that space to say yeah. to people, you know, don't be frightened. It's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I do a lot of work with people to help them to let go of, of, um, of, of people that have passed. And things that I also do a lot of work with. Um, um, it's called psychopomp work, helping um, spirits to pass that I've st stuck. Okay, yeah. Sorry, what do you yeah. call it? Psychopomp. So psychopomp work. Yeah, it's like just helping spirits that are stuck that haven't haven't been able to let go of certain things that they haven't yeah. been able to they haven't been able to to, to get to the light. Yeah, uh, that is uh, interesting as well uh, from the spiritualism point of view. Uh, like you, I'm not, I'm not very keen on some labels. And when people talk about uh, they're stuck, yeah. they're stuck of their own making. Yes, you of know, course, yeah. They're just there. And yeah. people build up this image. You know, one word can mean a thousand things to mm. people. Uh, and when, you, when we talk about spirit being stuck, it's just because, you know, we – we meet people on the earth plane who will never change their ways, will exactly. always 
work, you know, I will get up at seven o'clock, I go out at eight o'clock, I do this, I don't have anything else that's not on the plan of life. Something. And that will transfer to the spirit body as well. Does, you know, yeah. this is what I always do, and I'm always going to do it until that yeah. realization. Yeah. Sometimes they just need to be to be told that that they they don't have to be like that anymore, and they can go to the light. <laughs> Sometimes it can be really it can be really simple. Process. Yeah. Sometimes you yeah. need to be reminded that you don't you don't really have to be like this, or you can be free from suffering if you want to. Sometimes they just yeah. need to be reminded, and we can help them. Yeah, that understanding yeah. is it's good to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Louis, the work that you do up there, absolutely brilliant. I I really am in awe of you. I, I love, you know, rolling the sleeves up and getting stuck in with things, and you most certainly do that on every level uh, with the all the community work and bringing people together. And your new venture sounds absolutely awesome. It really does, you know. Um, you. It's one of these things, you know, each generation regards the other through different eyes, and we're seeing such a shift now in our generations. If we go back to pre-war years, generations sort of like gently molded in with each other, and it wasn't until the 60s when new things were coming in that people said, well, I don't understand this generation. And that's evolved even quicker. And again, it's a cause of divisionalism within our society. You know, like, oh, we would never have done that at our age. Well, you know, the kids are in a different world. That's why they're doing different things. Uh, it's so much more open. But instead of, you know, condemning that, people like yourselves getting out there and going, okay, you know, what's your issue? What's going on? How can we help you? How can we interact? How, you know, what? where are we going? What yeah. do you see for your future? Exactly. I think everyone has their own path laid out for them. It's just they're so distracted by all the things that you know, just you know, societal conditioning really that they that they stray away from the path. But I believe that I I believe that everybody has their own divine path, and that yeah. their, their true self is is here to do, and and that that's what the the focus really the ethos around this center is to help people to align with that. Brilliant. It, I'm a big believer as well that we have the spiritual path. Yeah. You know, when I talk about uh, we've got plans made, I don't mean next Tuesday I'm going to have fish and chips. It's, <laughs> no. it's the big things in life. Yeah. It's our whole goal and direction. Yeah. yeah. But the younger generation, I mean, the generation today uh, have got so much peer pressure, not only through the power of the internet and social media, but also through, you know, the TV programs and the stars, the icons that they feel as they've got to aspire to and be like them and not see through that illusion of just being, do you know what, it doesn't matter how big, how small, how big your nose is, <laughs> it doesn't matter, just be yeah. you and shine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the, I mean, the thing is about the, uh, like another reason behind using the term guru in a guru is because like for the last past couple of centuries <laughs> millennia we've all been about the outer guru haven't we you know the the um you know the religious icons um um you know kings leaders um celebrities they're all are like kind of like like a like the guru but like lately like especially like 
last couple of years, like there's a lot of things coming out about our so-called, you know, gurus that aren't quite, it's almost like, ah, you know, like the bubbles kind of burst and maybe they're not quite who we expected them to be, uh, you know, or there's like scandals and things like that coming out about them. And, you know, and it's like, you know, what's this teaching us? What's all this teaching us? We can't trust our leaders so much anymore. I mean, you can't really say that that many people fully trust the their lead, you know, the, the governments or their leaders. Right. So, you know, what's this teaching us? What is what is this teaching us? Well, it's teaching us from my experience that that we all have our own inner guru. We all have a, a teacher within us that's guiding us the right place. We we know what's right or wrong. Or in a or in a guru inside of us is telling us and guiding us all the time of what we need to do. We don't need to look outside for someone to tell us what to do or to guide us. It's it's in there already. Yeah. Oh, I, I so go along with that. I really do. Because another <clears throat> effect of what you just talked about, where you know, these where we're opening up and seeing the real truths behind people where that creates a vacuum as well. Yeah. You know, where people have pinned all their aspirations and their trust and their faith. When that's taken away, there's this vacuum suddenly because that was a part of our life and it is now being either severely challenged or totally removed. Yeah. So, and it's people like yourself who are bringing in these spiritual aspects, these deeper understandings for people to start filling that void of saying, yeah, you trusted in that and that didn't work out too well, did it? But how about yeah. you? Yeah. How about yeah. believing in the power of you, the person <coughs> sat in the chair talking to me? Exactly. I went all the way around the world trying to find a teacher, a guru, like a guru. I went on this like mission to try and find a guru or teacher to tell me that I was on the right path. But really, they were. I never got that, by the way. I never had anybody say to me, this is your path and you are, you know, going to do what you're doing. And I wanted someone to do that or a psychic or someone, a reading from someone to say, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. I never got it. I never, I never got that. And I know exactly why now, because spirit, I've, been, I've had this, you know, confirmation that, no, you needed to learn that for yourself. Yeah. I needed to trust that in me because I knew it. I knew it, but why did I want to ask somebody else to tell me? Because I needed that validation. But once I'd validated myself, then that's when the validation from the outside came. So there's like a par there's a paradox of like feeling like I just oh could someone just tell me that I'm doing the right thing? Can someone just tell me? It never happened. They went everywhere. I even ended up going into the Amazon and having black magic put on me by these witchy, <laughs> witchy people, and <laughs> because I thought that they were going to tell me that I was you know born to be a healer, but it didn't happen. No, nobody told me. Until yeah. I realised that for myself, and then that's when the whole world changed. Yeah, I, I I well relate to that. I spend most days saying, "Really, is this what I'm meant to be doing? Really, tell me, <laughs> you know." And I I don't get it, and you just carry on doing it. Yeah. But you said that magic five-lettered word, trust, yeah. uh, and it's through all levels of spirituality. Yeah. Once you have that trust, once you have and it's something you've got to work at. You know, all good yeah. things take work. Nothing comes easy, you know, otherwise we'd all be mentors and millionaires and everything. It takes work and it takes dedication and it takes trust. Yeah, faith. Uh, yeah, 
yeah, faith in yourself, faith yeah. in some external influence, a god of your own understanding yeah. matters not. But yeah, Lewis, uh, absolutely magic night. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Please do send me the link for that crowdfunding because I, I will. We haven't set it up yet. It's in the process, so I will. I, when, when we're done, I'll send it. When to it's you. up and running, please do, and I'll be more than happy to share that because that is just such such a gift, you know, yeah. to give to the newer generations coming in. We've got to look after them because they are the future, you yeah. know? and we've got to do our best instead of distancing ourselves from them we've actually got to engage yeah more and try and understand and work together and yeah. be honest Louisa, have you anything final to say to the lovely people who've been on tonight um i just like to to ask everybody if they would just trust themselves more <laughs> yeah just trust trust your own trust your own um intuition like intuition is such a powerful tool and you know sometimes trusting your intuition is going against like you know beliefs but it's all from my experience and the experience of other people that are connected to me once they've started to trust their intuition life just becomes almost effortless yeah well said well said and i, I will add one caveat to that if you trust it and it, it doesn't quite work out, just retrace to where it started going wrong and start again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Lewis, sir, thank you so much for your time. It is greatly appreciated. I realise you're a very busy man, uh, but so interested in what you shared tonight. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. It really is such, so refreshing. You know, I'm going to sound like the old the old fogey now it's so refreshing to hear from another generation these thoughts these aspirations these ideas this link with spirit you know everything you've been saying tonight i'm, just, I'm sat there internally going yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. well done thank oh, you brilliant. brilliant absolute pleasure thank you very much brilliant Thank All you, everybody, right. for joining us tonight. Uh, I can't remember who's on next Saturday, but I know it's somebody lovely because <laughs> I haven't mm -hmm. got my diary with me, but never mind. Mm -hmm. uh, we look forward to seeing you all again soon. Thank you, everybody. Good night and God bless. Bye.